Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I am here to disentangle you from the Gordian knot of the Internet's bullshit. And I'm Matt Sainting. Still don't have a tagline, but I kind of don't need one today because we have yet another guest on our show. Yahoo! What up? Hi. <laughs> it's Kalia from the Horse in Room 6. <laughs> so the Horse in Room 6 is an absolutely fantastic podcast. I was so excited that Kalia agreed to do the show. She took a step down from their internet institution to hang out with us. <laughs> yeah, right. She's sl- she's really slumming it today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I try to be kind to little people. I think it's important when you're when you reach a certain status to lift up those below you. Oh, thank you. So I'm very happy to do <laughs> Also, totally kidding. I sound like such a fucking asshole. You guys are great. I love your podcast. So excited to be here. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the asshole? Kalia is all of a sudden. Right? <laughs> that's an easy one. Here to come in hot. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the whole episode, folks. Thanks. Yeah, and that's the show. <laughs> all right. Bye. <laughs> Kalia and I actually met about four years ago when we both attended the same. We're going to call it an industry education event. That's a cute way to put but it. The industry was the liquor industry. <laughs> oh, nice. So it was a seven nice. day, jealous seven day drinking fest. I think I was sober for maybe four hours. Um, but I it was think whiskey it was only camp. Five days, but you, you, it you felt like seven. seven days worth of drinking. Okay, with my travel time, it was seven days, and I started the minute I had a plane and went to an airport. So. <laughs> Did you guys meet in a frat house? I felt preparation was key. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was better than a frat house because there were reasonable rules about human conduct and decency. Oh. It was a radical notion. Like there is, I think, at least one person who got asked to leave camp because they were just a fucking asshole. It's w- much better than a frat house then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And a frat house, that person would be promoted. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, are you ready to be the leader of the frat now? <laughs> that event is actually put on every year that isn't a pandemic <laughs> by Lush Life Productions in collaboration with a bunch of very generous liquor brands. Yeah, shout out Lush Life. So remind me what cabin I, you were in because it was all it's all broken up by different brands sponsor a cabin and every cabin has a theme and costumes and put on parties and events. Holy shit. I'm so jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> we were the High West cabin. Our theme was a tribe called West. <laughs> and, you know, it came with the Adidas jumpsuits. Yes, you guys were one of my favorite cabins. <laughs> so I was in the Drambuie cabin and our theme was the Heather Honeys of Speyside High. So we were uh, cheerleaders, but we were nerdy cheerleaders because we had large black rim glasses with a small piece of tape in the middle. Oh. At- which somehow... <laughs> takes it up to 11 and now you're a nerd as yeah as someone as, as someone who wears <laughs> fucking glasses here uh we're, we're a culture not a costume nerd you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry sorry to be triggering to both of you shit <laughs> no no it's okay these are fake I'm, I'm appropriating them these are just blue blockers yeah are they really oh man do you also like w- walk around oh. in crutches that you don't need i can't can't see without my fucking Got- glasses man 
Fun fact, uh, the VA did just give me some crutches that <laughs> well, I don't really need. Yeah. That's your, your tax dollars at work, America. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said Speyside High. <laughs> was it like Scotch then? Was this like a Scotch uh, theme? Drambuie is a is a scotch infused with heather honey and various spices and herbs. Sounds phenomenal. It's a scotch-based liqueur. Indeed. And it is, uh, you know, I didn't, it wasn't something that was necessarily I would think to drink on my own before going to Camp Runamuck, but after having bottles and bottles of it in your hand and mixed with all sorts of things, yeah. you learn how to drink it's it. Mainline that shit. It, I gotta say, quite delicious. Cool. Hondo P. Final, <laughs> final ruling. Did Drambui spend their money wisely? <laughs> Absolutely. I sold the shit out of Drambui for at least the next year once I came back because I felt obligated. <laughs> I was like, you paid for me to literally yeah, go I- to all these distilleries, have cool parties. They bought me like, you know, fifth hand, but they bought me freaking knee socks. I'm like, of course I'm going to sell your liquor cool. at my bar. Yeah. I still wear my Adidas jumpsuit <laughs> with the High West branding. Who else has a High West whiskey branded Adidas jumpsuit? So fucking jealous of that. I can't lie. <laughs> like, where's my fucking jumpsuit? Here's here's the funny thing. So when I signed up, I was working in a like a full service bar. By the time I went to camp, I was managing a brewery that didn't serve alcohol. So their money was 100% wasted on me. However... I make it a point to go out of my way to buy High West whiskey now in the hopes of repaying them over time. I mean, if nothing else, they're getting a four year late shout out on a on a kick ass podcast. So I'd say you've 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 paid your dues. Sounds like a good investment. <laughs> yeah. So as, as, as so we'd like to thank uh, High West whiskey for sponsoring this episode. Of yeah. Don't wreck yourself. <laughs> thank you, High West. <laughs> thank you, High West. You're the best. I had it for the first time last year. I like it a lot. It's a fantastic yeah. whiskey. Yeah, and distilled in Utah, oddly. That's right. Or it's like it's a blended Utah, right? It's like a blend of whiskeys, right? Yeah. They have the Somehow. High West Prairie Bourbon, the Rendezvous Rye, the Campfire, which is actually a mix of a smoky single malt Ooh. rye and bourbon. So nice. And then they have the Boryi. And then uh, Boryi is a mix of bourbon and rye. Oh, have you had their Midwinter Night's Dram? That shit. I have not had it yet. Oh my I have God. not. Had I the love pleasure. the name. It's I, <laughs> it's it's so fucking good. It's it's stupid good. I don't remember the details of it other than it's one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. That's how you know it worked. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, done. <laughs> I can tell you the name and it was really, really good. <laughs> it's all you need to know. Buy it. If you find it, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was a great commercial for High West. You can't pay money for this shit. It's I mean, that's just that's I think word you can, of mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take well, I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is I came I came home from whiskey camp with something like 30 oh bottles of booze. <laughs> I legit like barely made it through TSA. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, ch- check luggage. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. My friend Sylvie, who may also be your friend on Facebook, uh, she is I so, the, I, I think I'm doxing her right now. Is this is this technically doxing if she is publicly the bar manager at Hunt and Alpine uh, Club in Portland, Maine? Uh so I'd like to thank Hunt and Alpine Club in Portland, Maine for being a fantastic sponsor. Thank you, Sylvie, for all the delicious cocktail I follow her on Instagram. She's always making cool <laughs> drinks and shit. Yeah, for sure. Killing the game, Sylvie. Keep it up. But she went to the spring session and we went to the, the fall session uh-huh. in 2017. So she gave me the heads up. She said, my only regret is that I didn't have enough room in my luggage to bring home all the bottles that I got. And that's why I drove to whiskey camp. <laughs> Nice. I respect that very much. <laughs> I did love that at the end of camp they had 
like a giant, like donate all of the things, clothing. If you don't want these things, we'll take it too. I think it must've been like a goodwill type situation, oh, wow. but they're like, we get, you want to take this booze and shit home. And we get, we've given you a lot of costumes and like accoutrements and cool themed towels and such. So should you need to leave things here so you can pack your booze? They made it uh responsible to do so. Wow. That's, they thought, they played out for everything. They thought ahead. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people in need running around in cheeky costumes. Like, what, what was your favorite cabin theme from? What was your favorite cabin theme from that session? Mine was probably the Chenario Brothers. Oh, they were pretty great. I don't know. I really, I really liked. I loved the High West Cabin. Not to, not to blow smoke up your ass, but you guys, no. But you know what? Honestly, my favorite was the Bitter Biddies. <laughs> The, the Campari Cabin. Oh, I, I love the Bitter Biddies. Oh my god, they just like really committed uh, to the old woman theme. Like your grandmother who's like, you got to eat your vegetables. <laughs> Drink some hot water. You're going to be drinking all day. I want to throw mushrooms and turtles at the Chenario brothers because you just reminded me of the Bitter Bitties. Not only did the Bitter Bitties have an amazing cabin theme and they stayed in character the entire time. They hosted strip oh. bingo. And then after <laughs> camp was over, they sent everybody a uh, like a branded plastic mug. Yeah. In oh the my mail God. for like so Bitter nice. Bitties. That just said sure, sure. It really is like the the constant refrain. (laughs) It really is true that you just make make friends for life in camp, is what it sounds like here. (laughs) Put us in some costumes, feed us a bunch of booze. It's great. Yeah. So a couple months after we launched our podcast, Kalia announced on Facebook that they were uh, that they were launching theirs. And I was immediately just completely jazzercised (laughs) to know somebody else who's doing the podcast. So I reached out immediately, listened to the first episode. And by the way, like if I had to choose an episode for people to start with for the Whores in Room 6, I would say start at episode one. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's our recommendation as well. So I'm really glad that the 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 energy we're putting out there is really being received back in that way. So that makes me really happy. I love the one where they're they're snorting cocaine off the guy's dick in South America. I think that's hard to beat. I also like the one where you had uh, (laughs) someone who was like grew up in like Christian school and they were kind of just like rehashing all their trauma, which is something that I, it's really interesting. It's captivating. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I actually forgot about the cocaine off his dick. I was like, wait, are you just like, what stories are you making? Oh, Oh, oh no, that was definitely me. I've been on the other end of that transaction. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing when you start putting out like a lot of shit in your life and stories. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Who got diddled in the ass? I was like, oh, oh, that me. Hit me. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the reason why I love the first episode is because it's just you and Lauren talking and kind of introducing the concept of the show. So it gives people the opportunity to meet you without a third party in the room, because a lot of your episodes are interview episodes where you're talking to (laughs) friends or fellow travelers. Episode one really is the right place to start, even though you don't explain how you got the name Whores in Room 6 until episode five. I tell you what, you did your fucking research, kid. I'm very impressed, my God. I think we're going to get started. We've actually, I came across this topic and I passed it to you probably about a month and a half ago. Oh my God. Yeah. So Kalia, this is, this is all (laughs) you. I didn't think it was appropriate for Matt and I to even touch this question without a woman in the room. Also, we don't know the answer. Oh, I tell you what. (laughs) We needed a woman to answer this question for us. (laughs) Well, baby boys. Kalia is here. My screen name is that random human being on Reddit. Low key. Keep it, keep it on the DL. I don't want people to find out. But Link go in ahead. the show notes. <laughs> oh, man. 
So this question, this one really spoke to my heart. What prevents girls from filling up with water when they jump into a pool? Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) so our no stupid questions, which there never are anyways, because sometimes you don't understand how a vagina works or what a clitoris is or... If women could, in fact, balloon up with water, and it's like a Mr. Rogers type, you know, could you be sucked down the drain? <laughs> First time I saw this question, I immediately was like, well, for the same reason, water doesn't fill up in my ass or my dick when I jump in the pool, right? Well, slightly well, different, I mean, but well, similar, I, yeah. as it turns out, a similar concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wait, so can water go up your dick hole? <laughs> Funny that you should mention buttholes, because our asker, the, the person who asked the question, has a series of sub-questions. Oh, oh man. In addition to do girls fill up with water when they jump in the pool? They want to know what prevents it, what happens if water actually gets in there, and what about our buttholes? I mean, it sounds like this guy's <laughs> never been in a pool himself because, like, it would be very self-evident that, you know, it, it, maybe it does for him. I don't fucking know, you know. I don't know. You know, you know what this is? This is just another opportunity for me to use that little 10-second uh, clip of Tom Cardi's Have You oh, Checked yeah, Your Butthole right. song. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. Like it's um it's sitting on my computer just waiting to be put into another <laughs> well, this episode. This is the one. This is the one possible. so that we can so and his lawyers are just waiting to sue me. <laughs> I do gotta tell you, Lauren and I are just dying for a cease and desist from somebody. We just want the letter. A full a full suing <laughs> would be great, but a cease and desist would really That's how you know you've made it if you get a cease and desist letter. <laughs> yeah. We've been we've been going pretty hard in the paint on John Ham's oh, yeah. dick, so <laughs> Yeah, how much water can John Ham's dick? For you. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an oh elephant God. trunk. You just, <laughs> <laughs> I drink your milkshake. Oh. Just go ahead. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> All right, Kalia. So you actually did some, in addition to practical life experience, you actually did some research. On this topic as well. I did. Would you care to illuminate the topic for us ignorant men? I mean, let me just touch on for a hot second, the TikTok video, I think upon which this question kind of originated. It is a young man who is 24 by his own admission going like, okay, guys, but for real, like when you jump in the water, does the water just go up there? Where does it go? Does it stay in there? (laughs) And the woman responding is doing it in what I know to be a parody kind of way. Not a serious answer, um, but okay. full deadpan. And she's saying, actually, yes, we do suck it up. And where it actually lives is in our dirty pillows, our lady lumps. <laughs> <laughs> and so when a woman says that her boobs are swollen because she's on her period, she's actually lying to you. And she's just been to her local swimming center and is probably cheating on you. <laughs> probably with Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. She's holding it in. <laughs> So, so as it turns out, you like fish sticks. <laughs> oh yeah, I like fish sticks. Right, so much. All God's children. So, just for some for some basic anatomy lessons, um, the vaginal canal, which which was dug by Theodore Roosevelt between the Atlantic and Pacific oh, Oceans, yeah. it connects your urethra to your butthole. Exactly. Sure. Yes. All right, tell me more about this canal. Sounds like a place for fish. Uh, <laughs> it retains um, <laughs> elasticity. It remains tight and closed up until things either need to go in it, like in a sexual type scenario, or things need to come out of it, like a like a full-grown human baby that you've grown inside you, which terrifies me and I respect it and I never want that to happen to my own bits. Me too. Because yeah. fear. <laughs> life finds a way is what it sounds. The answer is life finds a way, right? Is is really life how this finds works. a way. Yeah. 
if you think about it, that would mean if if it was just a flappy open loose canal where water could just rush in. Anytime we went swimming in like a random body of water as we're like camping or fishing or traveling or whatever, there'd be a lot of weird infections that would happen in there. Like I would have West Nile virus in my vagina. And thankfully that doesn't happen. Oh, that's that's the worst place to have West Nile virus. Yeah. And a fun tie into this uh, whole concept um, with a real life experience was Lauren and I went to Ecuador in the beginning of the year. So amazing time. We were there for almost three months, but oh, we wow. got to go to the Amazon jungle. So it was this mm-hmm. like eco lodge. We had to, you know, go in by boat for about two and a half, three hours. So super remote, really beautiful, uh, lots of nature, whatever. And we were there with these other three folks from the East Coast. And at one point, <laughs> Lauren wanted to go night swimming. And because it's right, I mean, it's set like right on this main kind of river area. Yeah. And, you know, it's not the cleanest water. It's the uh, fucking jungle. But but it's the best time to see caiman. Caiman and piranhas, as it turns Ooh, out. Shit. So <laughs> oh. we check with our guide to make sure that it's like, can we jump in and not, you know, be eaten alive? And he's like, ah, you should be fine. Shines the light around for like all of 10 seconds. Like, well, I don't see any. So have that's, at. that's the rock so. solid confidence I'm looking for when I go jump in water filled with piranhas. Right. Come to pee. But I'm like, this man is like five foot six, like grizzled fun face. He's lived in this area forever. And he's like, if I say you're fine, you're probably fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy, Spencer, who was like a self-proclaimed like fishing expert. who's done all sorts of research on all sorts of like mammals and creatures and can identify you know fucking seventy five thousand birds was like well i mean fucking spencer but do you really want to jump in the water because you've got like orifices that might get like <laughs> he's the guy who asked this question on reddit <laughs> yeah spencer, spencer's been. reddit name is Could a random been. human being <laughs> bless him the man was like and it was just so funny because he had such a birth of knowledge about so much uh, wildlife and mammals and organisms, but the general concept of like, but you've got a vagina and it might get filled up with Amazon water. Like your orifices could be in real trouble. <laughs> You're right. Didn't like, think about that, Spencer. Spencer good point. <laughs> you ha- and the great thing was he was there with his girlfriend. It oh. wasn't like he was some like nerded out 23 year old who just has read about like animals and birds for the last five years. It's like you have an actual human girlfriend. But did he leave with his girlfriend? <laughs> Unfortunately for her, he did. <laughs> yeah. W- w- when I see this question, and I'm going to go ahead and chalk this up to both Spencer and and that random human, human being. Because there's no way these guys know where the clitoris is. Oh, they, they, they can oh, get a fucking map. Oh, you're cute. That's a given. <laughs> By virtue of being a man. <laughs> it has nothing to do with asking the question. It just has to do with being a dude. <laughs> Let's not make fun of people who who, who lack the sexual knowledge required to oh, satisfy geez. their loved ones. I mean, yeah, I like different people have different levels of understanding about navigating other people's. Uh, I like to call it the Jenny region. It's short for genitals. The Jenny, the Jenny bits. I like that. My Jenny bits. <laughs> <laughs> forest lumps coming in with forest lumps there. There's the porn. Please write this porn. <laughs> this is your moment. Yeah, right, forced lumps. Is not a, we're writing this right now. I'm, I'm taking notes on this right now. We're capturing lightning in a bottle. <laughs> TM. <laughs> like, life is life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, the box is in all caps or italics or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
the, the entire plot takes place inside of the Hershey uh, the Hershey chocolate factory. <laughs> Make that and somebody porn. jumps into Make a bat porn. full of kisses. Someone, and and the how do you keep the, the, how, you how do you keep the kisses out? My, how do you keep my the kisses out of the Hershey parts? highway? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now, There's a lot there. Now, what about in a pressurized system? But so astronauts in space. Let's say you're going down. Let, well, no, I'm saying like, what, what if you're shooting down a water slide? <laughs> Obviously, you're going to encounter some resistance and you hit with force. It, do you open up your bottle when you go down a water slide? I have never been violated by going down a water slide. Sounds like a water slide went down on you. <laughs> You've never snuck into a water slide yeah, at right, night. Right, yeah, I've, never done, I've never snuck into a water slide after three, three glasses of let's champagne. Say, let's say hypothetically... <laughs> Let's say hypothetically, I stuck a hose up my ass. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This friend I know stuck a. Well, at that point, you might get some water up there. Uh, it's called an enema, guys. <laughs> but speaking of mysterious enemas, <laughs> the next topic that I picked out is actually a screenshot of a poster stapled to a lamppost that says, "Who does it? Every evening, a pepper <laughs> falls down the chimney." I worship the Lord and have never made an enemy. Who's doing it? And then there's a picture of a pepper that somebody has carved. I hate you into and various other images to assist us in the contextualization of what's happening. There is what appears to be a picture of a pepper sitting at uh, sitting in a, in, in a cold fireplace. Sad. A picture from Ring of somebody thro- throwing apparently a pepper that is subtitled "Diagramming," <laughs> and then some sort of yeah, it's a it's a clip art showing somebody like throwing a pepper. I'm guessing into a chimney. It's a stick art for me. <laughs> and at the bottom it says, "I have a one of a kind relationship with Christ. He has what? harmed people for me. He can find you in any town, and I suggest you end your campaign. Let's talk about this." I was going to say, and then "There's like, a phone number have, at the bottom. Oh my God. Let's call his phone number right fucking now. Put him on speaker." Yes, yes, please, God, yes. If you're a God fearing man, you don't have to worry about peppers down your chimney. Is the curveball of the century? I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's go ahead and see if somebody picks up. Uh-huh. Is this the fool who throws the pepper? I have developed my relationship with Christ over seas of years. And your days are numbered, mister. I have an entire family in here, and they're all freaked out by what you choose to do. I don't have any enemies, so I don't know what you're doing. When you have Christ, you have no enemies. Because we are all brothers under Christ. All right. So I'm not, I am not disappointed one bit. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love it. First of all, uh, this guy's got a line dedicated to the pepper thrower. <laughs> oh, bless him. So, A for one, first it's claim, like, is this true? It absolutely is. No, it's not, unfortunately. Oh, well, now I'm disappointed. I'm here to throw I hate you peppers onto your parade. <laughs> Examining the image, you can see where it turns from white to gray, where they erased whatever the original image on there was. So this is a computer generated image. It is. They did a nice no. job with Photoshop and making uh, all the text look pretty like wrinkled and conforming to the paper. But uh, around the top two corners, you can see a little change in okay, color. Okay, so like, how did he? So like, if if this is not real, he definitely this guy's definitely got a pepper number that, that that's legit. <laughs> yes, he does have a pepper number. So if if you notice, uh, there's a watermark on the image. Oh, yep. It's at True Wagner. If you follow True Wagner back to Twitter, you find a gentleman named Alan Wagner. 
and you can click through to his website, which is literally just like <laughs> meme gifts. And if you click on them, you can actually see some of his other campaigns and he uses similar formats of posters on things to do viral marketing for like bands and things like that. I have no idea what he's trying to do here. I don't know, but I love but it. It's absolutely amazing. I think it's hilarious. But this is this is something this that is, he this does. Is the best. A real random fun tie in <laughs> to the like, if you like, I will send Jesus for you. So I don't know if y'all watched any Bravo Real Housewives oh, shows. Religiously. They have a new. <laughs> so Salt Lake City is the newest one in the franchise. They're now in season two. And Mary, oh who's this. She's she's batshit. She is wild ass crazy. But she runs this cult church. Mary's tagline is, if you come for me, I will send Jesus for you. Uh, it's totally unironic. <laughs> Pastor of a cult church and people around her keep mysteriously dying. Whoa. So I don't know. <laughs> He's tapping into something here with his whole gesture. What I love about this is the first paragraph, it says, I worship the uh, Lord and have never made an enemy. <laughs> and then in the black box at the bottom, it says, I have a one of a kind relationship yeah. with Christ. He has harmed people for me. It's like, who is this person sending Jesus after if they have no enemies? Just <laughs> random people, acquaintances, friends, family. Why not? I like you so much. I sent I sent Jesus to your house to well, give so you you're a not my enemy, me, but Jesus is going to come pay you a visit. There's <laughs> another porn idea. <laughs> I have no quarrel with you, but Jesus does. Uh, at the bottom where it says, let's talk about this, and it gives the phone number. 412 is okay. a Pittsburgh area code. Well, well, well. I live in the Philadelphia area. It's five hours away, but I'm, I'm proud to share a state. <laughs> the other city in meme. Pennsylvania. Lucky. <laughs> So thank you, Andrew <laughs> Wagner, for giving us pause, having us do the research, and providing us with a chuckle and a fantastic voicemail message. Blessings be. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> I love the idea of a mashup between a messiah and an assassin and some assassin. <laughs> Sounds like a hipster has got a, one of those fedoras on, assassin. Which sounds adorable. Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> mm, assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! And you didn't get any miladies at Evermore. I'm so sorry for you. Oh, I tell you what, that was a that was a blow. I can't lie. There was a some brokenhearted moments for sure. I'm like, we're clearly just too pretty. We're too pretty. Like that's what it is. <laughs> it's not that no one actually gives a fuck enough. And there's other more well, interesting people here. It's fine. They may not have had the sexual confidence to give you a milady. I mean, it's really just trying to put it out there, but I don't know. We'll go with that. I like that answer. Thank you. I appreciate that <laughs> that excuse that I'm now going to just be like, that's absolutely what it was. It wasn't me. It was them. <laughs> it's always them. They failed their charisma check. <laughs> no, not at all. We, it was an amazing experience. The people who we met were super kind and nice. But yeah, there's a small part of my soul. It was much more harmful for Lauren. Like she really, she really came back with a complex. <laughs> She's like, that's all. I just. Did she take it hard? She did. <laughs> um, but not as hard as she would have liked. It was sitting there. It was just sitting right there. <laughs> I want to make sure, I want to oh, make yes. sure that people know that that was a well received comment. I don't know how Lauren, Milady, we're sorry you couldn't be with us today. My understanding is you have a stomach bug, and that's okay. We hope you feel better. Yeah, that's and what I would say too. If I didn't want to go well, on someone else's know, podcast, yeah, like I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. But speaking of people taking things hard. <laughs> Tiki Swinger Palace. <laughs> Before we get into the Tiki Swingers Palace, Kalia. Yes. Do you have any burning questions that you have been dying to ask about men that we can answer for you? 
because I'd be willing to bet most women have us pretty well figured the fuck out. On behalf of all men, we'll spill the means. (laughs) Okay, here's a question. So I've had a lot of casual sex in the last year. Got divorced a year ago. Muzzle tough. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. It turns out I was raised like Christian homeschooled. The shit I was fed was that anytime you have sex with someone, you give away a piece of your heart. It becomes this emotional connection. Blah, 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 blah. You're fucking your own shit up if you do. Okay. I have not found that to be (laughs) true for women. So what I was taught about men and the way they approach uh, sexual relationships or one night stands, whatever sort of seriousness or not, that dudes are just like, I put my dick in it. It was great. And now peace out, Girl Scout, if you text me again, like I'm not into it, like we fucked and we're done. So what you say in the two of your experience, is that an accurate thing where casual sex is always casual for men and there's no like, oh, fuck, I really, really wish I could figure out how to text her or like. And she would text me and I could like hang out with her again because she was super cool. Good, Ren. I think it goes. I'm going I'm to let you hang yourself before I hang my. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like no judgment on the answer because no. I have become like a full predator. Sure. Like I'm not an asshole, but I'm like very open about I just I just want fuck and then I want to leave and I don't want to talk to you again. And I feel perfectly OK. Here's an honest answer is it, it depends. I'll be honest. It, it, like, the context, right? Who is the person? What's the situation? Uh, yeah. What time of day is it? <laughs> what what, what <laughs> do I put in my mouth or up my nose? I think all this, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a one for one. It's not always like a stamp thing, you know? Sometimes it is a stamp thing though, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a really good example of this. There was somebody that I was uh, interested in having a relationship Nerd. with. And <laughs> Gross. she... <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> we lived in different places and I was coming to see her and we were engaging in sexual activity <gasps> as consenting adults. Right. And at one point she said to me, Hey, this is really starting to feel like a relationship and I'm not really into that. She kicked you out. <laughs> you know what I said to her? I looked her dead in the eye and said, I will take what I can get. And then we continued to have sex. <laughs> we continued to have sex and it yeah, didn't well, turn it, into a relationship. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like it's funny. You're like, I'm just happy to be involved anyway. I can. <laughs> Whatever I can get. <laughs> yeah, I'm just part of the team here. You tell me what my role is. Like, I can either be mad about not being in a relationship with you and not having sex, or I can be having sex and be mad about not being in a relationship with you. I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose the latter. I think when it comes to casual sex, the uh, at least one person is guilty of not spelling out expectations. I I remember one time this woman told me, I I don't feel comfortable having sex with you unless you're the one only having sex with me. And then I was like, well, then we shouldn't be having sex then because I don't I don't think it's that's that's not what this is trying. It's not not what I'm trying to make happen. Yeah. And I, I think it's not even necessarily a sexual thing. I think clear communication, whether it's a sexual relationship or a romantic pursuit is absolutely key. Like, I appreciate clear communication. Hondo P, yeah. I think it's the only way that any sort of interesting things work. (laughs) I think the one challenge that you run into is sometimes people don't understand the concept of clear communication, and that leads to all sorts of trouble, (laughs) which leads us to our next topic. (laughs) In which some people ran afoul of failing to communicate their sexual needs and desires. (laughs) This topic was suggested by show listener Chris, who sent us an article, and it's not so much a question or a fact check scenario. It's just really fucking interesting. And it happens to take place in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I suggested it when I knew Lauren and Clea were coming on the show because Lauren is from Chattanooga. Lauren couldn't make it today because of a... 
stomach bug. <laughs> it's just, I, I just wish Laura would communicate with us clearly and tell us she's not she's interested like, well, in the podcast this, relationship. This is a one and done. I'm not trying to do this again. Right. <laughs> she's like, Hey, Kalia, can you jump on that grenade for me? It's <laughs> funny. I'm like a really good friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right so would you like to tell us about uh, the topic i would love to so a, a random fun fact about chattanooga tennessee is it was actually the home of the first coca-cola classic bottling company oh just wanted to flex my chattanooga knowledge mm-hmm. um but no this place is fucking fascinating like i got into deep dives about the tiki palace so it was built in the 70s it was this guy billy hole <laughs> who apparently owned a couple uh strip clubs which someone like Billy Hole, you're like, <laughs> of, of course, course he does, right? Totally checks out. Yeah. That just fucking reads. So <laughs> I feel like, how do you not have a strip yep. club called a hole in the wall? A hole in the wall. It's, well, it's oh. H-U-L-L. Oh, I was thinking, oh, I was definitely I'm thinking like of the other one. A, a hole in the wall would be if he was on the other side, it'd be a very specifically branded glory hole. But yeah, so it's a three bedroom, four bath house. And the main, when you first walk in the house, I was looking at pictures of this and it's like this beautiful... <laughs> Beautiful archways. And you go in and the centerpiece of the house is this massive Playboy styled pool. Yeah, it's got Playboy logos. So it's in the shape of the Playboy bunny. Yeah, and it's got like the bunny on the bottom of the pool. There's like a massive chandelier hanging over it. And 12 foot diving board, all like heated and cooled and like cool shit. And then with, (laughs) there are fucking swim tunnels (laughs) to the three different bedrooms in this house. (laughs) Like, I'm just wondering things about steam and humidity. Like a hazard. And Some people are going to get killed. They're going to get drowned in the, in the tube and get stuck. There's nothing I love more than wet people <laughs> climbing into bed with me. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. if you're doing it right. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, just, you know, just like in, 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 in no, other situations. No. <laughs> you know, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Theme of the episode, take what I can get. <laughs> yeah, you're soaking wet. The, the okay. photos are crazy. It's de- this place has definitely been vandalized. I'll tell you that right now. It's like spray paint everywhere. Oh yeah, just for like a really just a stag conclusion. It got demolished in 2017. And when I read that part, I almost Man, cried. I totally wanted so to like excited do too. a bunch of shrooms in this pool and see what happens. Yeah. Are you kidding? That sounds fucking amazing. Right? Yes. You wouldn't be the first one. Definitely wouldn't be the I first one. I want to be the last one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sad that it got demolished. Can we recreate it? Can we start a GoFundMe and have them build the Swingers Tiki Palace? I think more more importantly, more importantly, not only was it demolished, but we need to we need to possibly address the uh, John Ham sized <laughs> elephant in the room. Oh, the, uh, the the kill for hire situation? Oh, <laughs> yeah. The reason why it was abandoned to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was kind of a downer. So apparently good old Billy Hull, uh, his wife, his wife found a lover and Billy was not OK with this. So he hired his buddy to go and murder his wife's lover and unfortunately did it poorly enough or left a trace and got his ass caught. So, <laughs> wow, got sentenced to 20 years in prison. I would like to point out. Go on. That Billy Hull was clearly sending mixed messages when he built the Tiki Swingers Palace. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was like a Swingers Palace, right? He's mad his wife's fucking someone else. That's, that's kind of the point. Fucking hypocrite. Hypocrite. He's like, other people can do it. <laughs> but we, not you. Other people can do it. But fun tie back into communication. Had they communicated, perhaps she would have been allowed to have You're a lover. Right. Although probably given that scenario, likely not. But <laughs> Probably not from the yeah, sound of it. She, 
He sounds like he wanted all his fingers to himself. This is like a really <laughs> J- Joe Exotic situation. Yeah. I, I think it's more like a field of dreams situation. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. Well, but th- yeah. Th- <laughs> the problem is the wrong people were doing it, apparently. <laughs> I don't well, like that. Uh, uh, this this swing, Tiki Swingers Palace can for, will forever rest in peace and in my thoughts uh, and in my heart because this is hilarious. Uh, and I'm sad that I miss it. Oh I, I should have been born 50 years earlier. You could have been a swinger at the Swingers Palace. Go there and possibly get murdered for banging Billy Hull's wife. Maybe die in the pool tunnel. That could have been you. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but ever been enshrined in Swingers, uh, I don't know. Aww. I almost said Swingers Heaven, but I guess Swingers <sighs> Hall of Fame, maybe, right? The Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Boom. I'm pretty sure all Swingers go to hell. At least that's what that Don Bluth movie told me. It was... <laughs> <laughs> but another fun fact about Billy Hull is he also got uh, even while he was in prison, he actually got more charges for uh, tax evasion and corruption. So, but I feel like if you have money and you want a strip club and you're already the type who's going to like set someone up to kill your wife's boyfriend, that's like just sort of like the cherry on top yeah, of the cake. Like, yeah, like cool. You hired for murder and then like oh tax evasion like. It, yeah, if you're in jail for only if you're in jail for only tax evasion, you're not cool at all. But if you're in jail for tax evasion and like murder for hire, you're a lot cooler. I'm going to say that. You kind of level up a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you need to know more than one position. <laughs> Missionary is not enough anymore, boys. <laughs> It's not enough. You can't just do tax crimes. You got to step it up a little bit. Make it intriguing. Otherwise, who's even going to do a podcast about you? <laughs> Are you even interesting, bro? Like, would we be doing a podcast about a guy who evaded his taxes? No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. Double murder. Well, I'm sorry. It wasn't a double murder. It was a single murder. It was an attempted double murder. And like a bougie murder. His wife apparently had two lovers because she, too, was oh. a swinger. Well, I mean, as one does. <laughs> it, it's it. Don't set up the house and the lifestyle if you don't want your wife to cheat on you with like six other dudes. Moral don't of the story. set up a theme park dedicated to the thing you don't want your wife doing. <laughs> Words to live by. That'd be like Mickey Mouse getting shitty with Minnie for riding Space Mountain. Ooh. By Space Mountain, I mean Goofy. Yeah, the, the dog that can drive, not the dog that lives like a dog. <laughs> I, I've got a better punchline. Wait, I've got this. That'd be like Mickey Mouse getting mad at Minnie for riding Space Mountain. And by Space oh, Mountain, I mean Marvin that's, the Martian. That's, that's Looney Tunes. That's, that's not Disney. It's Looney Tunes. Oh, it is Looney Tunes, but they've they got to keep it in house. You that's, can, why, that's why Mickey's pissed. Stay within the franchise. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You can fuck anyone you want in Disney. You go out to the Looney Tunes and it's another conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Communicating expectations. All I know is that they met on the set of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and shit got Oh man, wild. great movie. <laughs> so the Swingers Tiki Palace saw a lot of O faces over the years, but... Or faked, faked O faces. Our next topic has almost as many O's. This is funny. This is something that Ryan sent me. He said, hey, Matt, you do the research on this, which again, if, you're, if you've listened to the show at all, you know that it's just par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he sent me a screenshot of what looks to be like a Wikipedia entry, and it says potato. So it's potato with eight O's, nine if you count the first one, right? Uh, yeah, so potato was quite possibly the best racehorse of 18th century England. Extremely successful. He actually did exist. Uh, he is known for his he is known for his endurance okay. and speed. Uh, and I heard he was hung like a horse. So good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the dad joke. Some guys have all the luck. I love I love it because it's a dad joke because his name is literally Pot and then followed by Eightos. So his name was uh, it was named Potatoes, the conventional spelling. Uh, he was born in 1773 by the Earl of Abington, known as Willoughby Bertie. 
such a fucking British name. Right? Be. His stable <laughs> worker was asked to write the name of a horse on the stall door, uh, and he didn't really know how to spell it. So he heard potatoes. So he wrote pot and then eight O's. And he's like, it's pot eight O's. <laughs> Quite possibly the best wordplay anyone in England has ever come up with. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. England's pretty famous for its wordplay, but that's definitely up there. It's an early it's an early contender. It is a very early contender and it's a, a fucking winner. Absolutely. Sometimes you get it right. He was the first extremely time, successful. He ran races from 1776 to 1783 and won damn near every one of them. Uh, some sources say that he ran 40 races and won over 30. He raced four miles at a time. So Jesus. Fuck. Right. I mean, I'm going to give potatoes full credit because in 1776, <laughs> the English needed a win. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, England. Go fuck yourselves. Right? <laughs> um, what I think is funny, th- this topic gives me a really good springboard to talk about um, something that is not near and dear to my heart, but is still pretty hilarious, is that um, because he was a successful racehorse, you know, what retired racehorses get to do is they just get to live out their days and bang any of the horses that they want or don't want because you want to produce offspring, right? That, that, that's winning in horse races. Yep. Now, I know that you said any horse that they want, but they're really not the ones calling the shot. Do you think maybe Potatoes had like a bucket list of, <laughs> secret- of mayors? Secretariat. And he's Secretariat. Like, <laughs> no, uh, I'll, say, I'll say this. Um, he, he sired 165 winning horse ra- horses. That is not even close to his... Yeah, so this guy, he was prolific. Yeah. Right? He got, he, his seed got around. And when you see a winning racehorse, you just know that horse fucks, right? Um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> there was this... In, in 2015, there was uh, an American racehorse named American Pharaoh uh, who was a famed triple crown winner. Uh-huh. One mating session with this stud went for over $200,000 a pop. Wow, wow, wow. So holy shit, right? How much do you think Elon Musk paid for that? <laughs> Not nearly enough, right? <laughs> Wealthy investors yeah. are willing to pay high prices for for winning racehorse semen. I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did the math on this. It is one of the most expensive liquids on earth. A horse named Big Star, 80 milligrams of his seed sold for $100,000. That's just under five million dollars per gallon of horse cum. God damn. I was going to say, what what, what Mil- unit do they sell this they sell in? Do they sell it by I'm the gallon? Sure. <laughs> yeah. But it's $100,000 for 80 milligrams. Like, like let's say let's say I wanted to get a gallon of horse semen. Would I be able to find... <laughs> I think you got to take aggregate? out a personal loan first. Uh, <laughs> you, need to, right get, you need to get a good backer. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I... I if you wanted a gallon of racehorse sperm, I imagine you'd have to go to more, more than one more than one uh, horse. What if I just sneak into my neighbor's yard and jerk off a horse? I think you're <laughs> going to jail. Which, if you go to jail for if you go to jail for <laughs> jacking off a horse and for tax fraud, you're not. You're that's way cooler than if you just go to jail just for tax fraud. Hondo P. So I love you off in the whole like. What's the crime there? Is it because I'm jerking off the horse or because I'm jerking off somebody else's horse without their permission? It's not your, yeah, it's it's not your horse. Is the is is the? Uh, I would say there's some layers to this. Yeah. <laughs> Where does it go from jerking off the horse to get the semen and bestiality? Like, if you, is it just if you enjoy it at all? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's whether you sell the <laughs> semen after the fact. If you sell, if you if you just do it for free, then it's a crime. If you sell it, it's a business model. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with porn; you can pay people to do it, but you can't pay them to have sex with you personally. You can pay somebody to have sex with you as long as you set up a camera first. Yeah, I guess you can. Then oh, it well. is that is like a porn, that is like first person porn, right? I don't know. Yeah. And then if you're in the state of California, everybody has to wear rubber gloves and a mask. That's right. 
<laughs> well, um, I would say that um, one of the more funny things here is that uh, he was buried in 1800. He was buried in a park. Uh, a few hundred years later, a tree blew over and exposed his skeleton, which you can now visit on display at the National Horse Racing Museum in Newmarket, United Kingdom. Oh. So you can see, well, well, well. you can see potatoes, uh, not alive, right. not in the flesh, but his skeleton is there. I want to see his skeleton real bad now. So if you can book a flight from Louisville, Kentucky to jolly old England, you can see both cocaine bear and, and, and potatoes skeleton. Cocaine, <laughs> cocaine bear is in Frankfurt, Kentucky, but still, it's still the same states. But you'd still want to fly out of Louisville. Options. I'm sure they have a bigger well, airport. You know, um, uh, last thing I'll say about this guy will not be this, the value of his semen, but um, his lineage is alive today. There are because he's a thoroughbred. You can trace back thoroughbreds' lineages all the way. There are several horses who can trace their uh, heritage all the way back to potatoes. Yep, all the way back <laughs> to his personal potatoes. All the way back to potatoes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to start calling semen potatoes now because that's just like oh, you potatoed all over me. It's like. I got potato on my side, bro. That's potato juice. I got potato oh, I got on, potatoes my on my glasses. Night. Yeah, right. That's potato gravy. <laughs> So what I love about this story is that Potatoes starts off as a dad joke and then gets taken very seriously as a dad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his his <laughs> his most famous son was named Waxy, which is named after other, another potato too, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I did have one final topic for the day. This okay. is coming from r slash unpopular opinion. This is user nerf the force, and unfortunately. After I found this, immediately after I found this, the topic was <laughs> blocked by the admin for violating rule number two of unpopular opinion, which oh. is no low effort topics. And which I, I thought that was I thought that was bullshit because there were 350 comments yeah. under it. And then they just they iced just... the topic. The unpopular opinion expressed by Nerf the Force was I hate horses. <laughs> wait, wait until he finds out how expensive their semen is. I mean, he, then he's, then he's going to want to be in the business. <laughs> he is the Bernie Sanders of the horse world then, because he hates all those millionaires and billionaires selling their semen for fun and profit. So yeah, he states that he hates everything about horses. And when he sees one poking his head out of a fence, he wants to punch it in the face. Like there's a lot of face there to punch. Well, he, I feel like a horse could definitely kick your ass. So good luck, buddy. They're huge. Yeah. So let's go ahead and address this unpopular opinion. Is this a valid opinion? Sure. Is, yeah. it, is it a good opinion? I mean, I, I don't hate horses. I think it's kind of like performative. You're like, I hate horses. And you're making it a whole <laughs> fucking thing. Like, OK, dude, there's animals out there I don't like. I don't fucking make a show of it. I, honestly, I think it's probably the best offense if you ever get called into court for like nighttime jerking off your neighbor's horses. You're like, I hate <laughs> horses, your honor. I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tugged on his dick, but I did it in a mean way. Oh, man. He didn't like it at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I think we're I think we're pretty much settled. It is an unpopular opinion for good reason, because it is a shitty opinion to have. Horses are beautiful and majestic. <laughs> and they're worth a lot of money. Every, every bit about them. Every bit about them. Every and last drop. <laughs> and they're hung like a ham. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> well, if we can end on horse dicks, I think we have done our job this episode. <laughs> you know what rhymes with horse dick? Reynolds, Rick. Rick Reynolds has been kind enough to give us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, Spotify, and what's the other one? Amazon. I said YouTube. Amazon. No. <laughs> uh, He's on YouTube. Amazon. Okay, yeah, we'll go, go with that one then. YouTube. Amazon, Spotify, YouTube, and iTunes. Okay. 
That sounds is that and, sp- and spicy asking? is the sixth. Spicy is the sixth <laughs> flavor. <laughs> uh, but Kalia, do you have a uh, thirty second promo that you guys oh, yeah. have, like uh, like an ad spot? Oh, for the horse in room six. Yeah, for the, you know, the, the, the horse you're on the, hor- the horse in room six. Oh, I'm like, oh, that one. <laughs> Yeah, so the Horse in Room 6, it's a travel and story kind of podcast about making up for lost time with uh, myself, Kalia, and my best friend, Lauren. And so we interview people from all sorts of different walks of life. We're former bartenders who just think that everyone has fascinating stories to tell. So we do it with uh, with wit and humor and uh, a lot of swears, <laughs> a lot of interesting stories from a lot of interesting folks. So yeah, thanks for thanks for having having us on and you guys are you guys are delightful. Thanks for doing what you do. We could edit around this, but I just I just brought little baby Roman into the uh, into the room with us. I'm like, don't edit around. He's so cute. The baby <laughs> in room six. Yeah. <laughs> baby. Oh, is that a little sloth outfit he has? Looks like it. Yeah. <gasps> yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're so cute. You know, I've, I've, I've never been jealous of a plushetti until now, Ryan. I was. <laughs> <laughs> How it turns. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Your baby's very cute. <laughs> Thank you. He he tries. <laughs> uh, we're on social media. We're Rick Your Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, we also have a Facebook listener group and a like page, so make sure you go ahead and like both of those. We also hang out on the Cast Junkies Discord server from time to time, so you can check us out there. Uh, you'll be able to find a link to the Cast Junkie Discord server in the episode notes. You also have a Gmail. You can send us your complaints and all the other bullshit. We're not going to read at wreckyourpod at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the Whores in Room 6 has an Instagram. Oh, yeah. I follow up. Yes, good. we have an Instagram at the Whores in Room 6. Lots of fun content. You can find out where our, what our episodes are going to be about, some fun info about it. We also have a YouTube, the Whores in Room 6. Our TikTok is... The whores in room six, but with a zero instead of an O, because apparently TikTok doesn't like the word whore, which, random fun fact, from the Proto-Germanic word whores, which means one who desires. The more you know. Find us on all Thanks, things. nerd. Uh, we're on Facebook, too, but we don't do shit about it. Oh, Hondo P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if between now and next week you're wondering how a vagina works and you don't have time to wait for Kalia's next appearance on our podcast, <laughs> you can shoot over to the whores in room six. Or you can open up that Google window and you can check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. Yoo-hoo. We are united, but we're so far apart.